thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. I'm so happy that I can come to you again with a faith-building message to build up your faith and to bring you into the position uh, through the Word of God that you can receive all the blessings and the benediction of the Lord, of our Heavenly Father. And oh, He desires to bless you and to do miracles in your life. I'm so happy in the Bible that we find so many wonderful examples how we can conform our life and uh, into their uh, example to us and in that way receive the blessings and the benediction of the Lord. But not only for ourselves, my dear friends. I believe very strongly that it is God's desire to make us into a vessel, a channel through which he can bless others. And he wants to bless your family. He wants to bless your colleagues or students that are surrounding you or your neighbors. He wants to bless them as he has also blessed you. And uh, if I read the Bible, I have, of course, my favorite characters there. But I must say each one of them, you can learn from them. And when you uh, dive into their life story when you read their testimony. It really blesses you and it just gives a longing in your heart to uh, follow their great example. But there is one particular name in the Bible that, well, that really blesses me over and over and over again when I read his life story. And his name is Joseph. Well, actually, it's not only his name. In the Bible, I find four people that are all named Joseph. And uh, what is so special about it is that each one of these persons has that same spirit of Joseph. And of course, we know that Joseph, he is the uh, example, the character of Christ, the spirit of Christ he has in the way that he uh, forgives, in the way that he embraces, uh, uh, in the way that God uses him to bring a blessing and, and, and even salvation to his family. But each one of these Josephs, four Josephs that I find in the Bible, it really tremendously will bless you. And of course, I want to go to the first one, and the first one we find, uh, well, you've all heard the story of Joseph and his uh, many-colored uh, coat, but uh, this is Joseph, the son of Jacob. And um, we find a very important verse in Genesis chapter 45, and actually it's a few verses, verse 5 to 11. And I'll just read these to you from the Amplified Bible. It says, but now do not be distressed or disheartened, or vexed, and angry with yourselves, because you sold me here, for God sent me ahead of you to preserve life. For these two years the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years more in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a posterity and to continue a remnant on the earth to save your lives by a great escape and save for you many survivors. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and tell him your son Joseph says this to you. 
God has put me in charge of all of Egypt. Come down to me. Do not delay. And you will live in the land of Goshen, and you will be close to me. You and your children and your grandchildren, your flocks, your herds, and all you have. And there I will sustain and provide for you so that you and your household and all that are yours may not come to poverty and want. For there are yet five more years of the scarcity and the hunger and starvation of famine. What a powerful part in the scriptures. Oh, when I read this, I... Well, you know, I'm also evangelist who travels around the world to preach on the mission field and to preach to those who have never heard of Christ, who have never uh, heard of uh, the wonderful plan of salvation that the Father has for all of mankind by sending His Son that all that believe in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And when I think of these verses and of the mission field, oh, I would just love to bring you this message of salvation about Christ, bring it to you out of these scriptures, out of these verses, because we find here such an example of Christ, how God sent Joseph ahead of his brothers, ahead of his family. And you know, he was sent by his brothers, not because they were sending him to to be their savior. No, they wanted to get rid of him. And actually, well, first of all, they wanted to kill him, but then they didn't want to go that far, so they sold him as a slave into slavery into Egypt to some merchants merchants who took him to Egypt. And, well, they wanted to get rid of him, and at that point they were so happy they got rid of him. And uh, for them, I don't think they ever thought that he would become the great savior that they needed for them and their families to stay alive. But that's what happened, and that's what God did. And as I just read in these verses, uh, Joseph was not angry, and he saw that in all the things in his life, the whole journey he had to take, and, oh, my friends, maybe you think you're in difficulties, and maybe you think people hate you, and maybe you think people are not kind to you or that you have been not treated fairly. But if you read the story of Joseph, how he was stripped naked, sold and put into chains and sold as a slave on the market and then comes in the house of Potiphar where he becomes as a ruler in the house of Potiphar and the Lord blesses him. But then, you know, the wife of Potiphar, well, she sees him and she goes after him and she wants uh, him to... Uh, come into her bedroom and do all these things that uh, you're supposed not supposed to do, of course. And Joseph resists her. And then she gets so angry and so mad that she screams and shouts and she falsely accuses him. And then Joseph gets thrown out of the house of Potiphar and he gets thrown into prison. Well, we know in prison, he's down there in the deepest cellars and... Um, Finally, there's these, uh, uh, this wine pourer and the baker that comes, and he thinks there's a little window of opportunity for him to get out. But it says the wine pourer, he forgot all about Joseph, and so he's stuck there. And uh, he's just stuck in that prison, and it's like the whole world has forgotten him. And as God, uh, a feeling that even God has forgotten him. But, well, it says, and God never forgot him. But in one day, he brought him out of that prison cell and he made him into a ruler 
as it says here, as a father over Pharaoh. Well, if you know in those days, Pharaohs, they were considered gods and they thought themselves to be a god. And that's how everybody worshiped them. And that's the authority they had and power over life of people. And, um, and, and for them to say that uh, Joseph was as a father to Pharaoh, I mean, that means that Pharaoh even put Joseph above himself. And that's how God can bring a change in your life when we are uh, in all humility and, and, and soft-heartedness, when we go through all the persecution and we go through the struggles of life and maybe we've been deceived, maybe we've been put aside, we've been treated unfairly, but when we keep a right heart and when we seek God and not seek vengeance and when we don't allow bitterness and hatred to take hold of us, then the Lord can really bring us into a place where he can use us just like he used Jesus, just like he used Joseph and, and so many others who went through this a similar path in life. He can also use you and he can use me, my dear friend. But we need to keep that heart pure. And uh, I tell you, you really need a touch of the Lord when you go through these things and when your own brothers and your own family is against you and in that way, I mean those that you love and that loved you when they turn against you and they make life so hard and so difficult to keep a heart that's pure and to keep a heart that is willing to forgive and has already forgiven and a heart that is loving and, and a heart that even is willing to save the enemy or the foe. I tell you, that is the heart of Christ. I mean, wasn't he hanging on that cross with the nails in his hands and feet and, and the crown of thorns on his head. And didn't he cry that prayer to the Lord and say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I mean, that shows the heart of Jesus. And this scripture that we read, it shows the heart of Joseph that with all the problems and with all the difficulties and with all the uh, things that went wrong in his life, if we can say they went wrong and they brought him into such misery and such pain and such loneliness. He stayed faithful to God. He stayed in a clear communication with God and he sought God with his heart and he sought God with his mind and he prayed those wonderful prayers to the Lord. And I believe the Lord sustained him and the Lord kept him and the Lord flowed through him with a love, a pure, genuine, holy love to let go of all those things that could have so easily made him so bitter and so angry. And then we see later on that his brothers, they don't even know it's Joseph. Joseph has changed and he's wearing all these Egyptian clothes and he's speaking the Egyptian language and he is the Lord of Egypt and he's standing there and they come to him and they bow before him, just like Joseph had dreamt so many years before. They come and they bow before him and they have no idea that it's Joseph. And they're so afraid of this man, this mighty ruler of Egypt. And uh, he stands there and he has the power. He has the authority that he could have called the guards. And he could have said, take him away and kill him. And I don't ever want to see them anymore. But, you know, that was not in his heart. He had the power. He was brought to a place of power. He was brought to a place where he could save their life or he could 
killed them and destroyed their life. Oh, what do we do when God brings us to a place where we have authority and power, where we can give life to people or where we can take life from people? Well, you know, Joseph, he had that heart of Christ. He had that spirit of Christ. And so it was not in him, even though his brothers had hurt him, even though his brothers were the cause for so much misery in his life. He did not have it in his heart to do to them what they had done to him and to do even worse and to kill them all. He could have done it and nobody would have known it, But my friends, God would have known it. And he had accountability to a higher authority than man. Oh, we need to know that we have accountability to a higher authority than man. Even if if people won't know, even if you can fool your husband, your wife, your parents, your children, your pastor, your elders, your deacons, you cannot fool God. You cannot fool the Holy Spirit. And he knows, he knows what we say or what we chat about. And these days we don't say it anymore uh, through maybe a voice, but we say it through internet or we say it through email and chats. And God knows all those chats. He knows all those phone calls. He knows all those secret thoughts of our heart. But he wants to go and purify our heart. He wants to take out all those thoughts of anger and thoughts of bitterness and and, and not only the thoughts, but also he wants to bring healing in our feelings. He wants to touch the whole man. And you know, some people, they step on your heart and some people, they damage you and some people, they cause you harm and they bring you into a situation where you maybe spiral down and you have to deal with so much misery in your life. And if it wasn't for that person, you did not have to carry that burden. If it wasn't for that, what that uncle or family member had done or or what that church member had done in your life. You did not have to suffer so much. But what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do with those burdens? What are you going to do with those pains? Are you going to allow the devil to take them and to put his claws in your heart and to put all his bitterness and his darkness and his anger there and to make you a prisoner of all his hatred? Or are you going to release it and give it all to God and say, God, it's not those people who brought me to this place. It's not those people who will get me out of this place. It's you, Lord, who are working in me. You are working a wonderful work in my life to purify my heart, to cleanse me. Oh, they maybe hurt me. They maybe put me into danger and into harm's way. But Lord, you have never forsaken me. You are with me through the valley of darkness, through the valley of the shadow of death. You are with me, Lord, and you are here to sustain me. You are here to carry me. You are here to heal my broken heart. You are here to touch my mind and to to help me to release those thoughts that are haunting me and the fears that are burdening me. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you are able to do far above. We can think, ask, and pray, and you can, Lord, heal my broken life, and you can bring me out 
and you will not just bring me out as a survivor, but Lord, you will bring me out as a victor. You will bring me out with a heart that has gotten rid of all the thoughts of, 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 of the enemy, of all the thoughts of vengeance, and I give it all into your hands, Lord, because you want to use me to preserve life. Oh, I think that's such a powerful statement that Joseph, he didn't blame nobody, and also nobody could take the credit for bringing him into that wonderful and glorious place where he had so much authority and power and he had so much influence on all of history. He was able to influence all of history because God put him into that place as a conqueror, as a victor, but in such meekness, in such gentleness, in such loving kindness. It is the spirit of Christ that was ruling in the heart and mind of Joseph. Well, you know, his brothers, they took a step backwards when he revealed himself. His brothers were afraid of Joseph when they finally found out that it was Joseph, when they found out it was him whom they had hurt, whom they had sold as a slave. And they were afraid of him because they knew what they would do in his situation because that was in their heart, but it was not in the heart of Joseph. And Joseph, he has no heart to blame them, to hurt them. He just praises and thanks God that God was able to send him before them and put him into that position of power that through him life might be preserved of his father, of the posterity, of all the uh, uh, children and grandchildren. Oh, that there would be many survivors, a whole nation would be saved. Oh, and he was just so thankful and so happy to the Lord. And he was just so full of God's glory and full of forgiveness and full of life that he says to his brothers, oh, don't go away from me, but come near to me, come close to me. Oh, and he embraces them and they're crying together. Oh, what a wonderful moment, my friends. And it's all because Joseph went through that road, that journey in his life with so much suffering and pain and so much that was against him. But he every time released all those pains and disappointments and, and all those hurts, he released it to the Lord. And he allowed the Lord to flow through his heart and to flow through his mind. He didn't understand it. He didn't understand what was happening. He didn't know where he would end up. He didn't understand why all those things needed to be. He didn't know what it was doing with him, but he was released and surrendered into the will of God. Oh, my friend, it's not God's will to make you to suffer and to put you into all this difficulty and darkness, but it's God's will to use all those things for your benefit. It is God's will to bring you out as a mighty, conqueror and a mighty victor and to put you into a place of power and authority that through you he can preserve life and the lives of so many but he needs to bring you out without bitterness he needs to bring you out in that loving gentle kind spirit oh the holy spirit full of the holy spirit and of glory the spirit of christ so my dear friend I don't know what you have all encountered in your life and on your life's journey, but today this message is coming to you to release it into the hands of God and to lift up your hands and don't make a bald fist, but open your hands and lift up your arms and start to worship him and say, Lord, I know you are with me. 
in this dark valley. And I know, Lord, that you will bring me out and you will bring me out without pain and hurt. You will bring me out in glory. You will bring me out and place me in a position to preserve life, Lord. Oh, Lord, you will use all these circumstances to form and mold and change my heart so that I might have the heart of Christ and that I will have the spirit of Christ whom they also spat upon and persecuted and who they cussed at and they made it so difficult. Oh, I I don't even want to imagine, you know, the road that Christ had to go, but he went that way with no bitterness in his heart. Let us have no bitterness in our hearts, but let us be like Christ Well, you cannot do that in your own strength, but you can do it in the strength of the Holy Ghost. And Father, I pray right now for all those that are listening, that you will flow through them with your Holy Spirit power and that you will wash away all the hurts and the pains, Lord, and strengthen them and release those things that are burdening them, Lord. Take it from their shoulders. Let them feel your genuine, holy, pure love and let it, Lord, bring such joy and comfort in their lives and that they will see you have a perfect plan for them and you will use them in a mighty way to your glory and to their blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com Also visit us at maasbach.com 